0: Okay, I'm excited. Like, we, we've just been trying to get all set up, and now I'm getting kind of, like,
1: I know, because we used to <laughs> bring guests in person a lot, but now we're bringing on guests from all over the world, Yeah, people and are, so now we're calling in, and it's so exciting, and I'm so excited for today's guest.
0: People are everywhere. Everywhere. And, and, and we... different
1: time zones, and...
0: <laughs> and we want to talk to them, and hopefully they want to talk to us, and so we have to reach out via Skype. So, shout out to Skype for being so. I know. Ahead and Studios. Game Studios. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Plus. before we start, we should tell people about what's happening with our salon yep. symptoms course yep. in salon class. Uh, we have a bunch, we have 70 requests. Yeah. So, just so far. to
1: recap, we go on tour every year. This will be our third tour. Third, yes. Third tour. And the size and demand gets bigger every year. And so yes. what's great is that we have lovely coaches now that are going to join us on tour. And so we can make sure that we hit everyone all over the world that wants us. Yeah.
0: So That's we, cool. I think our first year we had, I think, 10 stops. Mm-hmm. 14. Four, no, that was our second oh, year. Oh, yeah. The first year was like 10. Yeah. The second year was like 14. And now I have no idea because we have 70 salons requesting us come I think to them. it's going
1: to be like 30 stops this year.
0: But yeah, like That's you said, goal. We, we do have more coaches on our roster and they're flying all around teaching classes. We're flying all around teaching classes. Um, I know that Illinois, we already have two classes set up at mm-hmm. different times of the year. So hopefully we can get people at different times. North Carolina, we have set up. Cleveland, yeah. we Chicago. have set up. Chicago. And then um, They're
1: coming in hot. I know uh, our beautiful agent, Aaron from the Left yes. Group, is rocking and rolling, getting all of our stops ready. So um, Indiana, yeah, LA's coming, all the Oklahoma. major cities are going to be hit.
0: So, oh my goodness, I know. So, if you haven't already, go to destroy the slash salon symptoms, or you can go destroy the and just click the salon symptoms button um, and put your information in as someone who wants to host. And if you don't want to host, you just want to buy tickets and see where we're coming, that is also on that page, and you can buy your tickets directly on the website. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's our little all of you pitch and for our- for <laughs> you
1: all to meet our our new coaches. So yes. But speaking of the left brain group, yes, we have one of our left brain group family members with us today, not in the studio, not but physically with not us, but but in like our hearts, emotionally, and across Skype, mentally,
0: and. I'm excited to talk to her because we, we always see her at the events. I don't know about you, but I feel like I we go in and out. We never get yeah, in to and like out.
1: see and talk and hang out with each other. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's always in passing because we're all on stage at different times, and mm-hmm. we're all coming and going, and we're in a different city. And So it's really cool to be able to you – know, I ran up to her, and I was like, we have to do this, and she's like, I'm in. Like
0: <laughs> Everyone's wondering who she is. I know. <laughs> well, just so you know, if you wait till the end of the podcast, we have a special gift from our special guest – roxy jane hunt
2: hi you guys <laughs> it's so nice to be here
0: <laughs> now i want to jump into things i know that you like me started cutting people's hair very early and yes. you were getting in trouble at school for that right or not in trouble someone actually noticed your talent at school
2: yes, yes. yeah i had a school counselor who was like hey i see you out there cutting hair at lunch
0: I just want to what know: you- Did you steal shears from the school? What was?
2: <laughs> That's a really good question. I no, I actually had some sewing sh- sewing scissors. That those I are used. sharp.
0: Those are sharp. So
2: yeah, they're really sharp, <laughs> and but they they really work. That's- and then at some point I started. I got a pair of clippers, and I brought those, and I started like I taught myself how to do a really sick fade, and I did a lot of fades during those. What days. school
0: were you going to where you could just plug in outside and set up shop? That's amazing.
2: <laughs> uh, we had extension cords. It was it was like anarchy school. <laughs> Love it. it was-
0: <laughs> but you kind of that kind of feeds into what you do now. When we see you at Bayou Saint Blonde, it's a yeah. lot of crafts going on. You're really getting people playing with hair and other mediums that kind of expand in that area.
2: Yeah. Well, hair for me has always been uh, a really fun kind of medium for for kind of expressing creativity and you know there's just so much that can be done with it mm-hmm. um so
1: yeah
0: H- yeah you're yeah i remember we were the last last year mm-hmm. we made like a whole wreath situation like I,
1: yeah she, I, let's, she had a whole arts and craft yeah. portion of the class she taught and i was like that is so rad and so wild <laughs> and i'm so into it
0: i think we forget as hairdressers that <laughs> we uh. just artistic. Mm -hmm. It's art it's artistic. Well yeah it's beyond
1: hair. It's it's so true
2: and I find it really important. This is a lot of of what I teach when I'm sharing workshops is that like if we don't make space for our creative practice, whatever that may be, then we you know that we just end up getting burnt out at some point. Like we Mm -hmm. are artists and whether we're able to express that all day long in our job behind the chair it's still like the creative urge is something that has to be expressed. And so we need to make time for that and we need to feed that part of ourselves because that's sort of what feeds the rest of it.
0: What's your, what was your hair? I know that you started kind of freelancing on like at school, but like where did you really get your start? Like where did you feel like you finally like started and fit in in the industry?
2: Well, that's a really good question. I have always been kind of anti-establishment, anti-industry. And so it was hard for me. Um, So once I was done with beauty school, I did a lot of house calls. I did hair out of my own home. I would go to people's houses and like get groups of folks together and do haircuts and color. And Mm -hmm. it was sort of like felt more like sort of community event. But I was doing hair a lot in that way and trying to avoid kind of like moving into industry because I just felt like I wasn't going to fit and that it wasn't going to be the place for me. And then I had an experience where a woman that I know um, was a hairdresser went on maternity leave and she had this tiny salon in this cute part of town and a very loyal clientele. And she was thinking that she wasn't going to come back to doing hair. She thought maybe after her maternity leave, she would move on to a different career. And so... She called and she was like, Hey, I need someone to come take over my clientele. So do you want to do it? And I was wow. still so fresh. And it was like someone kind of hold like handing over the golden key or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, like, I don't know. I, have the I don't know. Ticket. I'm like so young. I was like seventeen. I didn't know <laughs> if I could manage it. <laughs> I didn't it felt like a big responsibility, but I said yes. And my first that was sort of my first professional experience was like walking in, taking over her clientele and her just adorable salon. And I did that for a couple months. And then, I, and then she calls me and she's like, Hey, I'm coming back.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, wow.
2: <laughs> so yeah. So then, then I was in this predicament where I'm like, okay, like well, quit my jobs. I, I'd sort of like put everything aside to like build this little business. And now it's, not now I have to figure something else out. And so
0: And she took everyone back, I'm assuming.
2: She took everyone back, yeah. She just was like I <laughs> These are mine. W- <laughs> These are mine. They were mine to begin with. Um and you know, no it was no bad blood. It was just sort of her. Yeah. She something happened in her life and she needed to. So I had to figure out then, what am I gonna do? What do I want this career to look like for me? And what I had found through that experience of working in the small salon was that I wanted to be working around other people. I wanted to be learning more skills. I wanted to be, I just wanted to be kind of immersed in a, in an environment with other hairdressers. Right. And so there's only one salon in town that I knew about that had that I had any sort of intuition might be a good fit for me. And it was called Vane in Belltown um, in Seattle. And it was started by a woman named Victoria Gentry who was a feminist radical woman that moved from New York City in the late 80s to Seattle and started this hair salon that was like I love that punk rock it was like she had a whole like DIY section in the salon where she you know sold bleach and manic panic and punky <laughs> colors and like you know em- empowered punks to do their own hair and then when they messed it up they'd come back (laughs) and she'd fix it for him so she just had these like really radical values and I had met her a couple of times and so I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get a job at Vane. so I went down went down there interviewed with her she was like a hundred percent you have the job Mm -hmm. because she and I just vibed like it just she saw me and I saw her and so I ended up being (laughs) one of her kind of last I didn't I apprenticed with her a little bit, but I ended up being a person that she sent a lot of her clients to. She was on the she was on the end of her career doing hair at that point because her hands didn't work anymore. Oh no so she had been doing here you know 40 50 60 hours a week for the past i don't know 30 years of her life and she had just ruined her body yeah oh. and so she so part of my training with her and part of the wisdom that i gained from working with her at that point in her career is that like self care is 100% has to come first and if you're gonna be sustainable in the industry you have to take care of yourself you have to take breaks
0: so you You have to
2: take breaks so you mean um
0: breathing in chemicals and all those things aren't good for you
2: well you you know what that actually (laughs) that was something that she wasn't talk. she didn't talk about that because people weren't talking much about that at that
0: point and they are
2: now (laughs) i think yeah right they are now um but for a long time they weren't and um But beyond that, too, she taught me her plethora of like way out there haircutting and coloring skills like stuff. She did hair in a way that I've never seen anybody do hair before. She was super intuitive and really bold and really creative, but really practical and just thought a lot about people's lives Mm -hmm. and what kind of hair would suit their lives the best.
1: Versus picking out of a magazine.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, she was like, she was a real master of consultation. She really knew her clients and her clients really loved her. And so I gained so much from, from working next to her for that short period of time and then taking on her clients, one of which I still have. He's like my only, he's my only male client and he's been with me for
1: I like, I'm I'm mean, keeping was you. like
2: a young teenager, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm like, I'm keeping you. You have the same rate right you've always had. And I just love you.
0: <laughs> do you not do not take male clients? I, I'm finding this is a very common thing nowadays that yeah. people are choosing really who they work with on all different levels.
2: Yeah, no, I would totally take um, male clients. It's more a matter of finding and communicating what it is specifically I do, and then finding a man who wants wants that that sort of service.
0: Right, that makes sense.
2: And wants to pay for it, Mm because I do work really specifically. Right. Tell us more
0: about that specific work that you do.
2: So I work with people who are in times of life transformation. Mm -hmm. So people who are maybe standing on the verge of making a big change, whether it's a career change or... Um, a relationship change or a physical move, or they've just had a baby or they're wanting to start a family. They have some intention for their future that they're really needing to create momentum towards. Mm -hmm. And I cut their hair as a part of their process of like shedding weight and whatever's stagnant and has held them back. Mm
0: -hmm. So the
2: haircut becomes sort of like a service of ritual and a service of creating momentum uh, towards life change.
1: I love that. So, it's such a – we talk we talk a lot in our program about finding what you want to specialize in. And a lot yeah. of people have a hard time understanding that because they think, oh, I need to choose cut or color. And what we're right. really saying is find what makes you unique. And like what totally. you're specializing in is huge. That's incredible.
2: Yeah. Well, it's really been – it's like narrowing that down for myself has been – the kind of the most crucial point in my career where I figured out both how to value myself, how to charge my worth and also how to like offer a service that's needed in the world that it, you know, I, I looking around, I don't see other people doing this and I have always felt like it's a need. I've always worked in this way. I just haven't always had the words to communicate that Mm -hmm. to the public, but now I feel like that has become more clear, and how, that's where the work is now. It's like, how do communicate I communicate it? this specifically? <laughs> yeah. What do you so that what exactly you, the people who need it can get it?
0: What have you come up with now to communicate your message, or what have um, you? What? How do you communicate it at this point in time? If so, for people that are listening and they're like, okay, I get, you know, she's doing hair during transformational periods of people's lives. How does this, you know? where did this come from? How do you explain it to a client in case somebody wants to, you know, experiment in that arena?
2: Right. Um, Well, I think that knowing it about myself, that that's where I most shine. Um, So sort of doing the inner work and like looking back at my career and looking back at the moments that have been the most meaningful and finding kind of like seeing seeing what it where the potency is.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That I mean that's sort of the first step is like, okay, what am I really good at?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What am I best identifying? At? Like it. and who are the clients who I have serviced who have been the most impacted? And and so then kind of narrowing down then, okay, so what actually happened during that service? All right, well there was this transformation and they were ready for a change and you know this and this and this happened. So, it's kind of like figuring it out for yourself what it is right. that drives you. And then starting to communicate that. So I started I started with the clients I already had
0: mm-hmm.
2: talking about like moving into working in this more specific way. And that was sort of a testing ground for like figuring out the right words and like what's landing with people and what's not landing. And then also, like, using social media and being like, hey, I'm wanting to, you know, more specifically work with people who are in times of transformation. If -hmm. you're a person who's in need of a haircut to help create momentum towards whatever change needs to come for you, uh, send me a DM and let's, like, come and be a model for me and let's kind of go through this ritual together and see, just, like, work out the kinks of it. So it's sort of, like, practicing Narrowing down what it is for me, practicing it with people who were open to it. And then, and then honestly, a lot of it, like once it started to kind of stick and cement and like feel more clear for me, um, it's a lot of it's very word of mouth, I think, Mm -hmm. because, you know, when it's something that's needed in the community and a person comes in and has this experience, as we know, like if a person comes in and has a really great haircut, Whatever that means for them, they're going to go and they're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. and People are going to ask them about it. And We're I think when you finished. have something more specific, people are intrigued by it. And people can relate, too. Like, who doesn't want to get unstuck in their yeah, life right. somewhere, you know?
0: <laughs> when you say stuck. you don't, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have, like, a – like, when you meet with someone, is there, like, a ritual that you take them through that you yourself go through? Or is there a process that you – have because it's such a specific type of service. It's so unique. So is yeah. Is the whole process yeah. different?
2: Yes, the whole process is different. It starts with a really thorough consultation, and and I really can't stress that enough. I think that's somewhere where we don't have we don't have a lot of education in our industry about like how to listen clearly and mm-hmm. and effectively, and how to communicate, and how to you know create safe spaces for people, and how to use language that helps. You know, affirm and empower people instead of, you know, break them down and make them feel bad about themselves. So it starts with a consultation that's very thorough and we talk about their life and we talk about their hair and what's brought them in. And we, you know, establish consent around, i um, can I have my hands in your hair right now? Or, you know, it's not right. always like that literal, but there's always sort of, you know, consent is a thing I think that we need to be thinking more about in our Absolutely. industry. And it, um, you know, there's body language and eye contact, and then there's the more ritual aspect of the consultation, which is like I always have a candle burning. I have one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I use smoke and I burn flowers. I burn plants in my salon to clear my space out. Mm-hmm. And I have a client during the consultation phase set a clear intention for themselves, like what are they wanting to move away from, and what are they wanting to move towards what do they want to bring into their lives. And then I think about kind of different ways of taking, I take the information they give me and I, it, you know, through the kind of creative process and my own imagination, I translate it into a haircut. That's awesome. What
0: do, you, and, what do you find most people are coming to you for? I mean, I know it's transitional phases, but like, what do people, what do you find is the most common reason to come to you for a service like this?
2: That's a really great question. Um, and it changes. This is kind of the third year that I've been working specifically in this way. And I would say that last year, a really big one was boundaries. People mm-hmm. are working on boundaries and having clear boundaries. And so that was a big kind of intention that I noticed more is like people wanting to stand strong in their yeses and their nos. Um And then I would say this year, there's more joy being called in, people wanting to take up space, mm-hmm. people wanting to be seen and who they are. And um, so it, a lot of it is like it's sort of like these themes that are more emotional and more kind of representative of bigger things in their lives. Right. But it's, that's, that's a lot of, of what people come in with. They're like, hey, I'm ready to stop feeling small and I'm ready to stop owning my worth. That's a big one. Yeah. Right. Like owning owning worth and like charging what we're worth and like communicating what we're worth. And that's sort of been like an overarching theme, I would say, of my entire career is sitting with people as they struggle to find their own worth.
1: I think which they're is... attracted to you because <laughs> you have found your own worth, you know, and, and through, through doing this. And so it's like like attracts light. Like. And so I think it's right. really important that You're exuding that energy because then that's you know that's huge when you are creating a brand to be able to like live and breathe it and show it to the world and attract what you want. Like you'll always get your ideal clients because you're going to naturally attract them,
2: right? And and what else? What I'll say about that though, because I think worth is so tricky, and I think that it's easy to look at a person and be like, oh, you own your worth, you got it. But I think what we all worth comes with ups and downs. (laughs) I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work and it's constant work and it's never like, because of how our society is and especially around like, especially around, you know, gender oppressed people and people of color and just like people, there's just a lot that is telling us that it's shameful to be in our worth. And so the work of being in our worth never, never, never ends. Right. And, and we can get to a point where we feel what it feels like to be in our worth, and it's slippery, and it goes away, and it comes back, and you have to keep chasing it.
0: <laughs> it's, right. not
2: like you, it's not like you get to it, and then you're like, yeah, I'm the shit.
0: Do, who does your hair when you're going through a transition?
2: Uh, I do it myself.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, I perfect. Love that. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, I do I'm, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've always
2: been a self-cutter. I've had a couple of haircuts here and there, but I...
1: I like it best when I do it myself. I like to color my own hair too. I feel you. Yeah. So yeah, me too. I think I would love, uh, you know, all of us would love to know, like, tell us about your your brushing journey. And you have this amazing product that, uh, I have one of your brushes, by the way, and I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. And, you know, I think people want to know more about that. So tell us more about that. Yeah. Journey.
2: Okay, great. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. So, um... Okay. So when my second daughter was born, I've got three kids. I my, my, they're um, almost, almost 13, eight and two. And when my eight year old was born, I was going through a time that was very low and very lonely and, um, you know, postpartum and there was a lot going on in the world. And I thought, you know, I, I just have a lot to say. And, I know a lot about hair and maybe it's weird to just want to like write about hair and write about hair. But I, I decided to start a blog and I didn't read blogs at the time. I, I didn't know how to use a computer at the time actually, (laughs) but, but people kept being like, well, why don't you start a blog? Like I was always informing my clients about ways to like DIY their color and how to do braids themselves and like how to cut your husband's hair. I just, I felt like I was always sort of giving information and a lot of times repeating myself because I just noticed that people had the same inquiries about how to care for their hair. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to start writing this and putting it on the internet so that if somebody wants more information, I have a place to refer them because I wasn't seeing the information anywhere. Right. Um, so I started writing about hair, and I started a blog called How to Hair Girl, and I was like your sister who had all the DIY tips and tricks <laughs> for hair care and styling and how to cut your hair yourself. And it's like enormous. I don't know if you guys have ever seen my blog, but it's kind of a rabbit hole. It's of, still like I love it's it. still
0: How to Hair Girl.
2: It's actually I changed it about a year ago to Roxy Jane Hunt because okay. I was trying to get a little more profesh, mm-hmm. right?
0: But, but, uh, but deep down, down like, <laughs> in your heart, your how to hair grow.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's like my DIY, like radical <laughs> woman. That was like my becoming and my finding my voice. Um, so, and at the time with young kids, I was really going through a lot trying to figure out how to make my life feel um, a little easier and a little bit more sustainable. And a little bit more Mm self-honoring and a little less just, I just, I needed to make some changes. And so, um, I started, you know, doing things a little bit differently, being more conscious of the things, decisions and choices I was making. And one of the things I did was I had this client that stopped using shampoo and started using apple cider vinegar and baking soda.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And, and I got to, I cut her hair pretty regularly at the time. So I kind of got to watch her hair through this transition she was going through and see the texture of it really, really drastically change and hear what she had to say about that journey. And it was pretty, pretty incredible actually to see what happens to hair when it stops being shampooed. And to me, um, It really represented so much of what I was seeing wrong around me, which is like people stuck in systems that were not allowing them to express themselves as they really are. And without shampoo, I saw this woman's hair go from like just fluffy, unmanageable Like, always dry, always greasy at the roots, to being this, like, wild, beautiful texture and all this body and all this movement. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. (laughs) So I started going shampoo-free. I did baking soda and apple cider vinegar. And I went through the whole process, a couple of months, like, weaning myself off my daily shampoo and conditioner. Mm -hmm. And I blogged the whole process. And I got all, all so many people were interested and in wanting to try it themselves. And so I went on this couple-year journey of, like, shampoo-free and writing about it. And then finding alternatives to, like, okay, well, today my hair is, like, super fuzzy. So what can I do with that? Right. And I'd research and I would, like, play with ingredients. And I would figure out a really simple kind of solution, a, you know, a handmade product or, like, some simple kitchen ingredient that I could use to help tame my hair. So I learned a lot through that process. And what I eventually came to after probably three years with baking soda and apple cider vinegar and making all my own hair care products, what I came to was that I was gifted a Mason Pearson brush. And I started brushing my hair regularly. And it was like this aha moment where I was like, Life this changing. is this is the holy grail. Like, well, I don't need any. <laughs> I don't need cider vinegar. I don't need baking soda. I don't need any of these other things. First and foremost is the brush. Like, right. we need to manually be moving oil through the hair to rebalance it. Duh. And scalp health and, you know, rapid growth. And, like, it feels so good. And I'm a mom. And I need some self-care. So,
0: well, I mean, even Pearson. when you even when you look at like the nineteen forties and nineteen fifties, sixties, like they were brushing their hair yeah. and it was the 70s it was too, growing. That was
2: the thing to do, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it and it really does. Like people are skeptical, but your hair will grow so much faster if you brush it regularly.
1: Ooh, Not tell, to mention, say that again. just like yeah, one, one more that yes. say that again. Your
2: hair, your hair will grow much faster if you brush it regularly. <laughs> I promise. That is like a quote, that's a scientific fact. <laughs> and i've seen it happen everywhere not to mention like anybody that has any scalp issues you know psoriasis dandruff like just bringing the both the awareness and the love and also the circulation and the blood flow mm-hmm. to the place where your hair meets your skin in your scalp is is transformational for for scalp and hair health and and then through that you know it's just sort of been like it sort of led me to all sorts of other ways that I can kind of simply care for myself, and then that allows me to care and love the world more.
0: Right. It's so awesome I, you know, that I you're really, bringing that really to light, though. I
2: think,
0: yeah. I yeah. So your Mason Pearson was at least five hundred or six hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, so Mason Pearson has a lot of money. So, that, so then I'm like, okay, well, I had, a, so then I start talking about the brush and right. raving about it on my blog. Like, I'm in love with this brush. I'm in love with this brush. And like my hair, now I get it. Right. Like, this is really what is needed. And I talked about it so much, but then I had, you know, all of all of my DIY people and my punk rockers and my like people who were just like really trying to keep it real and keep it simple were like, yeah, but I can't afford a Mason Pearson. Right. So, what do we do? So, then I, you know, I did a lot of research trying to figure out is there a brush that's still a good brush that, it, you know, is less expensive, but, you know, doesn't feel like, uh, you know, your Rite Aid brush? And so I just, <laughs> you know, I, I tried to find an alternative. I couldn't find something. I had this in my mind of a brush that was, you know, made out of a natural, um, you know, made out of wood and felt special and was beautiful, felt good when you hold it in your hand, has some original artwork engraved on it. And so I started, you know, doing the research and talking to friends and figuring out the process of, of manufacturing and, you know, what amount do we want to do ourselves to create this brush? And, you know, about a year later, we put all the places pieces in place and made our first order. And we're just selling brush brushes to individuals for the first couple of years. And then and then like as the word got out and people started brushing their hair more, it kind of took off in a way. Right. And I've just seen this like really awesome resurgence of people brushing their hair and wanting to share about it. And so now we've got many salons. Doing wholesale orders and we do collaboration brushes, so we take a logo of. Yeah, yeah, and and that's super fun because it allows a person or a company to like have their own special brush that they Mm -hmm. sell to their clients. And they, once a client knows about this brush, they they got to have one and they got to get one for their (laughs) friend. And and so for me, the driving force of the freer hair brush has just been about like spreading love through hair one brush at a time and it's it's really continued to be that way and anytime I feel like I've gone astray in some way or I'm stressing out or I'm not sure I'm doing the right thing I just keep bringing it back to like these people posting videos of themselves brushing their hair or brushing their friend's hair or like I walked past my neighbor's house the other day at night and looked in her window and she was like lovingly brushing her friend's hair with the freer year brush. And I was like, "Aww, that's,
0: that's really so cool. cool. That like, makes you this, feel warm. I just, yeah.
2: Oh, and maybe it feels so good. And and then I just imagine like all over the country and even the world, maybe people are brushing their little kids' hair and like just loving on them for a minute.
0: I love that. <laughs> so
2: that's what that's what keeps me going.
0: That's really cool. So if people want to send you f- well, first of all, if people want to get a brush. I hear yeah. we're doing something special. We're doing
1: something special from
0: this podcast. So yes,
1: yeah, so, yeah.
0: Tell us, tell us what they tell get. Tell us how to get a tell brush get and one. what they
1: get. Okay,
2: so they—if you buy a freer hair brush from RoxyJaneHunt.com, any of the models of brush, I think we have six different designs right now, um, and you use the coupon code "Destroy the Hairdresser." Um, you get free shipping on a Freer Hair Brush.
0: Perfect. So
2: yeah, so this offer will go on. So if you've been wanting a brush,
1: now you have free shipping. So one yeah, play month, the hairdresser. You have free shipping. one month to yeah. get it. I know. And yeah. if
0: they want to send you lovely photos and videos of them using the brush, how do they get a hold of you on Instagram?
2: Um just tag me Roxy Jane Hunt or you can like DM videos. I wanna see them all. I they each one makes me smile and I just feel so good to see <laughs> them. So yeah, please do share your brush videos. Our
0: followers love a good video and DM, yeah. so you'll probably yeah. be getting those. <laughs> yeah. Um and then we like to end on like a silly note. If you have any humorous stories behind the chair or something that happened that was funny to you in the industry. We all have those stories, (laughs) horror stories. You know, you've created this huge, beautiful, ritualistic process. But we know there's been funny moments along the way.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. There have just been so many. (laughs) Um, Well, okay. Let's see. So one more recent one, and maybe some of you think this is funny. I sure did. I giggled a lot <laughs> while I was giving my first bowl cut with an actual
0: bowl. No, stop!
2: I love it. It, it was works. so fun, and I couldn't believe I'd never done it before. But um, <laughs> one of my good friends came in, and she brought her boyfriend, who's in a band, and was needing band like like promo shots for the band, and he had had it in his head that he needed like a really crisp solid bowl cut and I was like well I think the only way that I know to do this like really solid is to put a bowl on your head and cut around it (laughs) so
0: please you must have photos of that
2: I'm gonna totally yeah I I made a video of it so I will totally post that because it's really Tag us so it's we can really, repost it in light of the that's podcast. Too good. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm gonna do it. It was fun and it made me wanna just do that over and over again. I'm like, who wants a bowl cut? I've got my bowl. So just, like, just <laughs> Is come it, here it has and to be a dedicated bowl now,
0: it. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not putting food in that bowl anymore. We're just, I
1: remember no. when I used to <laughs> no. teach for Aveda, they taught us how to do a bowl cut, but it was
0: a Dorothy Hamill round if you graduation. Will. A Dorothy Hamill, and uh. I,
1: I remember thinking the whole time, like this is such a complicated way to get.
0: Yeah, just put to a get ball to there. the a end circle. result.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, why do circle. we have to make it so technical? Like, let's just <laughs> totally. have a tool and use it that way. So I love that totally. Awesome.
0: Well, we have had so much fun with you on the podcast. I think people are going to be really interested. And I think people are gonna have questions as well about yeah. how do you know, I wanna learn about what you've done. So are you thinking yeah. do you teach people your ways? Do you Do you have any
1: upcoming classes? What do you
0: what it's is it beyond the brush yet or no?
2: Um so I have so many
1: You have one coming different- up in April, don't you?
2: yeah I have one coming up in April it's called the alchemy of change and it is it's a class through the left brain group it's taking place in Denver at um, needle in the hay salon and it's a new workshop that I'm offering that's kind of like it's sort of like everything I've been teaching for the last five years independently kind of rolled into one and it's based on basically like weaving ritual into your work and life behind the chair um, it's the art of consultation and how to effectively communicate with people, and then also like figuring out, kind of like clarifying what your vision is, what your talents are, and then and then learning how to communicate that. So it's definitely like a personal and professional transformation class That's for great. people who work behind the hair behind the chair, where where they'll learn a lot about ritual and. Also there's a demo involved, so we'll kind of I'll take them through my whole process. And it's a really powerful class. and the people who have come to it have experienced really big changes since like pretty immediately after. And a lot of what we talk about too, is owning your worth and how to raise your rates. because I feel like those are practical skills that are needed. Yes. right now in the industry and there's so much to it so
0: it's all mental yeah, so, uh, it's all emotional yeah it's
2: for sure and it's all kind of like stepping out into discomfort and doing it anyways and like saying the things that are hard to say and practicing building those muscles up so the alchemy of change is a really great opportunity to to kind of dive into that and to understand it better and then also to practice it so you can go back into your life behind the chair and feel really empowered to to claim your worth and to also clarify your talents.
0: And where is this going to be? Where is the next one coming up?
2: So the next one coming up is in Denver. It's in April. And then I have one, I want to say it's in May, that I'm teaching at the Free Your Hair Salon, which is my little salon that I just... Built with My Husband. Ooh. And it's it's our first class that we'll be offering there. So I'm really super excited about that. That's awesome. I also teach like a myriad of other, I teach like natural texture cutting. I teach apothecary, like DIY hair product making.
0: And, and to find I out teach, more of that, they go where?
2: Okay, to find out more about it, go to the Left Brain group and look at Roxy Jane Hunt. That's me. And it'll take you to the workshop offerings. But you can also find out a lot about Free Your Hair Education at RoxyJaneHunt.com through our education page. I just sort of have a rundown of all my offerings and how we can kind of customize it to fit each person. And then also I want to say, too, that the Alchemy of Change class is going to be coming up hopefully in the next four months or so. I'll be offering it as an equal. E class.
1: Um, And
2: it's going to be a really, really good one. I'm super excited. And I'm working with a woman who's producing it for me, who's just really good. Perfect. So that Yeah, so that'll be an option for people who aren't able to travel, but want to really learn the magic and transform their lives and careers. I love at their own pace.
0: No, that's perfect. I think I think people are really looking nowadays to just enhance their career emotionally and spiritually and
1: yeah. totally all and if they ways. can do it in their home yes you know yeah. online yeah. That's yeah,
0: even better alright yeah. I, I have had so much fun I
1: know thank you so much for being on our podcast
2: <laughs> yes it's a total honor thank you for asking <laughs> such
1: great questions and yeah. for doing what y'all do yeah so thanks
0: right. for bringing all your, your good light to the, the industry and we will hope to yeah, you again in the we want to start
1: bringing people back on so you might this you know, yeah would you might love be to on. follow up <laughs> i love it
0: <laughs> and when you're in new york okay. come and say hi yes i
2: sure
1: will thanks you guys <laughs> all you're right welcome. have a good day bye
0: okay, bye bye that was great. That was, so great that was so great that was so much fun
1: she's such a ball of light
0: i know like, she like can't help but i feel very relaxed
1: out. yeah her voice is so
0: soothing is anyone else feeling relaxed I'm max sure. are you feeling relaxed yeah
1: what did you get out of today's podcast?
0: Um, I would love to figure out a way to brush my hair. Oh, I think you just, pretty, I think you just brush it. You yeah. just brush it. I used to have a bowl cut for. I a believe long time. that. Yeah, <laughs> I, believe I don't. And I never, I never brushed it once, and no. it stayed perfectly flat and yep. straight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to need photos of that if you can find any. Yep. I can find one. Um like, like Roxy Jane Hunt said, like Roxy Jane Hunt said, yeah. uh you can get her brush on her website, roxyjanehunt.com, and you can use the coupon code destroy the hairdresser
1: for free shipping. For free shipping. On your
0: And you have one. Brush, I do. And you love it.
1: I absolutely I brush my girlfriend's hair <laughs> quite often. <laughs> Like, if I'm brushing my hair, she's going to want me to brush her hair, so.
0: That's perfect. Well, (laughs) I hope that everyone takes a look at her website, follows her on Instagram, and also head over to DestroyTheHairDresser.com. Check out our Salon Symptoms Tour Guide. (laughs) Get your tickets, and we'll see everybody out there on the field. Bye. (laughs)